Well, good morning, New City, and Merry Christmas. If this is your first time with us, welcome. My name is Alexia Ecker, and I'm the Next Gen Director here at South Park. Please stop by Connection Point on your way out. We have a gift for you. It's Christmas. We always have a gift for our first-time guests, okay? <laughs> Not just at Christmas. But we want to meet you. We want to know your name. Or right from your seat, you can go to newcity.us slash connect. Fill out the form there, and someone will connect with you this week. Christmas Eve is Friday. I'm excited. I'm ready. Our services, join us. They're at 1, 3, and 5, and there's an online service at 6 p.m. Here in our in-person services, we will have childcare from babies up to three years old. So invite friends, invite family to come and hear the last message in our series, What the Angels Did Say. We hope to see you there. Thank you for being such a generous church this year. You all have just been generous within our church family, but also outside these walls. Thank you for that. And if you'd still like to make a year-end gift, you can do that. Go to newcity.us slash give to find out how to do so there. And then lastly, I just want to remind you about our Christmas Serve offering. We are excited about the offering that we are collecting to help people who are experiencing displacement. And that happens here in the city of Charlotte, but also with the potential of thousands of Afghan refugees coming to Charlotte in the next couple of months, we are partnering with several organizations and other churches to help place them efficiently, effectively, and in the name of Jesus. So please pray and consider giving to that. And New City Cares, we aren't just going to give an offering, we are gonna go beyond that. So listen for volunteer opportunities to help people in these situations in the upcoming months. Will you pray with me this morning for our offering? Lord, thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you that you chose to come for us, the only thing that would save us, the only person who would love us as we are. Thank you for all that you have given us. Help us to be mindful of giving to others, not only in this season, but always. In Jesus' name, amen. everyone. So good to see you all. So good to be back in this building on a Sunday morning. Merry Christmas to me. Merry Christmas to me. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you. Happy Advent. I'm Rodney. I'm one of the pastors here at New City. Special welcome. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time today, and a welcome to those of you watching us via New City Live this morning. We are continuing today with part three of our series, The Angel Did Say. Has this message been a blessing to anybody in the building today? It's all right. Come on, clap your hands if it's been a blessing. Amen. 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 Well, I'm excited to continue this series today. Before we do, let's give God the space of our time together. God in heaven, we bless you and we honor you for this space of grace. Thank you for this holy and divine moment. We declare right now, Jesus, that you are the authority in this space. 
And we ask that you would move up and down these aisles, move in and out of our hearts, God. We pray, Lord, that you would give us ears to hear, that you give us hearts to receive this morning. We pray, Lord, that somebody's life will be changed, somebody's heart will be touched, and some need will be met today. We ask, Lord, that whatever you do, you would glorify yourself in this place and in these people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you ever feared or questioned whether God was working in your life, on your situation? I know I have. In fact, many of you may remember a message I preached about a year and a half ago entitled Value in the Valley, where I shared that basically that's where I was. I questioned whether God was working in my heart, whether God was working in my life amid all of the frustration, all of the discouragement, and all of the fears that I had. Well, if you live long enough, you know that we all struggle with fears at times, don't we? We all do. We all do. And what we've been focusing on in this series is what the Bible says. And the Bible tells us to fear not. The Bible tells us to fear not. In fact, in the Bible, the announcement of Christmas was more than information to a group of people. The announcement of Christmas was an acknowledgement to individual stories, stories like yours, stories like mine, that God was with them in your journey. And I came to remind you that if he was with them, then he is with us. And each Christmas announcement had those two words in common, fear not. Each, each announcement is a reminder, is an encouragement to you and I to fear not. See, the truth is all of us experience fear, but some of us are better at naming that truth. Some of us are better at saying, listen, I'm, I'm afraid. This is where I am right now. The, 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 the others of us, we have a problem rightly naming fear. And so we use words like I'm nervous or I'm uneasy. But oftentimes the root of that emotion is fear. If we're honest, the root of that emotion, the root of that feeling is fear. And this is part of the reason why I believe God has entrusted us to dedicate an entire series on these fears. And so the Christmas story was first and foremost an acknowledgement that we sometimes show up in our stories with fears. We show up in our stories with fear. We fear that we won't be heard. We fear sometimes that we won't be seen. Today we'll talk about the fact that we fear that God is not at work in our life, in our situation, in our circumstance. And we often fear that no one or nothing good is coming for us. And these four core fears are common to all of us. The person to your left and your right, they're common to all of us. In fact, each of us in this room is, is probably experiencing one of these fears right now. One of these fears right now. And so the announcements of Christmas are first an acknowledgement of our fears to which God's message is clear. Fear not. Did you know that only 22% of Americans could tell someone else the Christmas story, the announcement, 
or maybe more importantly, only 22% of Americans could tell themselves the truth about Christmas. In other words, we all need regular encouragements to fear not. And so in this series, we've been talking about the fact that God uses angels to deliver these, this good news in this message entitled, The Angel Did Say. The Angel Did Say. If you've been with us, you know that, that week one of this series, we looked at the command to fear not, God hears you, as we looked at the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Then we talked about the commandment to fear not. The truth is God sees you. He sees what you're going through. We looked at Mary's story. Today we'll look at the commandment to fear not, God is working. And lastly, we'll look at the command to fear not, God came to find you. God came to find you. And I love how God nests his story within our stories. Because the truth is, God could have written his story any way he wanted to. Could have written his story any way he wanted to. But he chose to send his son to become one of us, to reveal himself to us. And friends, Christmas is the ultimate revelation of God to us. Christmas is the ultimate revelation. And so today, as we take a look at Joseph's story, our bottom line again is fear not God is working. So now I'm going to invite you to stand and turn to Matthew chapter 1. We'll look at verses 18 through 25, if you're able. Let's stand together for the reading of God's Word. When you have it, say, I got it. I've been waiting to come here and say that. <laughs> Amen. God's Word reads, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother... Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message throughout his prophet. Look, verse 23, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Thus ends the reading of the Lord's word. You may be seated. So as we dive in uh, to Joseph's story today, I want to start by sharing uh, some context to what's going on in the story. So the book of, of Matthew starts off with the genealogy of Jesus. And then as we dive into Joseph's story, we see betrothal, pregnancy, and then we see heartbreak, disappointment, and pending divorce. It's interesting to me that, that Matthew begins his gospel with the genealogy of Jesus. 
And now think about this, in this Christmas season, it starts off with names. And I want to suggest this, that every name is a story. Every name is a story, and every story undoubtedly has fear embedded somewhere in it. In other words, these names represent stories that are just like the stories in this room. And in Matthew chapter number one, we're introduced to Joseph in the middle of a personal crisis. He's in the middle of a personal crisis. He's betrothed to a young girl, which by the way, this, this betrothal was a part of the Jewish culture. It was similar to our engagement today, only it was legally binding and it lasted a full year. And at this time in our text, it's quite likely that Joseph was around 18 years old and Mary was somewhere between 12 and 15. And so they're engaged to be married. So obviously, Joseph is in love. Mary is in love. They're committed to each other, or at least he believes she loves him. Until the story comes out and he finds out that his bride-to-be is pregnant. Finds out his bride-to-be is pregnant. And we know by verse 19 that we just read that he was heartbroken and disappointed by the fact that he wanted to break the engagement. Stay with me. He wanted to break this engagement only because Scripture says he was a good man. He didn't want to disgrace her by doing it publicly because in that culture, adultery and engagement was punishable by death in some cases. And so I want to paint the picture here of where Joseph finds himself. He finds himself disappointed. He finds himself heartbroken. He finds himself discouraged, not different from the way many of us feel right now in this room. The truth is, though it's the holidays and we got Christmas lights up and we're singing Christmas carols, the truth is some of us in this room are exactly where Joseph finds himself. And I don't know about you, but that that encourages me at the timing of God to send a message to remind his people, his children that he loves, to fear not. So there's heartbreak, there's disappointment. There's pending divorce, but here comes the hope in verse number 20. The Bible says, as he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. In other words, watch this, God stepped into his fears, his disappointment, his discouragement, and his heartache. God stepped in the middle of where Joseph found himself. Why? Because Joseph's story is a part of God's story. And so I came to encourage somebody today that if you, if you find yourself feeling the way Joseph feels, fear not. Because, because God is with you in your story, just like he's with Joseph in his story. Watch this now. Verse 24 says, then Joseph woke up. Don't miss that. It says Joseph woke up seemingly from his sleep. But I like this language because I believe it also suggests that he woke up to what God had in store for him. He woke up to God's story for his life. Imagine, if you will, imagine waking up to all that God has for you. Imagine waking up. Every time we wake up to what God has for us, No matter how big or how small the revelation is, it's Christmas all over again. I need you to catch this. Every time we wake up, 
when we wake up to the gifts, when we wake up to the goodness, the greatness, and the grace of God in our lives, Merry Christmas. God is showing you to not only not fear, but that he loves you and that he is concerned about you. This is what it means to see, to behold, and to experience Christmas. I submit to you that Christmas should not be one season of the year. For you and I that are children of the king, Christmas should be every day we get to breathe the breath of life, which is a representation of God's grace and God's love for you and for me. But I want to show you here what Joseph woke up to. The first thing he woke up to in verse 20 is God's presence. He woke up to God's presence. Notice the first thing the angel did was remind Joseph of who he was. He said, son of David. That was not by accident. He was reminding Joseph of who he was. Sometimes all it takes for you and I to no longer fear is to remember who we are. And for somebody, that's the message for you today. That's the message, to remember that you are a child of the king, fearfully and wonderfully made, gifted and called to serve a problem in society. God is no respecter of persons, right? So if he loved Joseph and he showed up in Joseph's life, then he wants to show up in your life the same exact way. Came to remind somebody, you are not your disappointment. You are not your fears. You are not what happened to you. You are who God says you are, created in the image and the likeness of God. The angel connects God's story to Joseph's story. Joseph woke up to God's presence, to God's story for his life. Second thing I want to show you that Joseph woke up to he woke up to God's plan. He woke up to God's plan for his life. The angel said the child is from the Holy Spirit. The child is from the Holy Spirit. Watch this. It was not a result of unfaithfulness. This is what Joseph thought. This is why he wanted to put her away. The angel says it was not, it was not because of unfaithfulness. The child was from the Holy Spirit. Listen, Joseph came to the wrong conclusion because he had incomplete context. He came to the wrong conclusion because he had incomplete context. How many times have we done that in our story? You misjudge somebody because you had incomplete. You don't know what they're going through, but you judge them by one incident or one page in their book. And so, and so Joseph here wakes up to God's plan for his life and the realization that God is working in this situation even though it did not look like it. Even though it didn't look like it, God was working in his situation. Listen, what God did here in Joseph's story had never happened before in the history of mankind. And it's never happened since. Maybe God wants to do something in your story that has never happened in the history of the world. Maybe he wants to reveal himself to his creation through your story in a way that we've never seen or never heard about before. Joseph woke up to God's plan for his life. So he woke up to God's presence. He woke up to God's plan. But next I want to show you, he woke up to God's purpose. 
He woke up to God's purpose. What am I saying? I'm saying it's, it was bigger than Joseph and, and, and Mary. It was bigger than them. It was bigger than them. He said, the angel said, the son Mary would have, you'll name him Jesus. And here it is. And he will save his people from their sins. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than Mary. There's a greater purpose for what I'm doing in your life. And it is ultimately to bring my name glory. Same is true for your life. God's plan for your life has a bigger purpose than you know. That is ultimately so those that will, that will find out about him through your story will be drawn closer to him. Now watch this. Jewish fathers in this culture were often the first to whisper their, their children's names to them at birth. So Joseph wasn't just having a son. Hear me. He wasn't just having a son. He was given the privilege of speaking the name that is above all others to the newborn king. It's through that same name today that you and I have access to the throne room of God. And Joseph, Joseph is a part of this. But he's waking up now in this story to God's purpose that it's so much bigger than him, so much bigger than his feelings, his discouragement, his heartbreak. Luke 19.10 says, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Hear me, not just those that are, that are lost that live independently of Christ, but some of us that are lost in our situations right now. Some of us are lost in it. We're discouraged. We're confused. He came to save. Pull us. Wake us up to what he has for us. This is a part of Isaiah's prophecy. Remember in Isaiah 7.14, he prophesied this. He said that the virgin will have a son. His name, his name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. So I need you to understand here today that this was much more than a charity case for a seemingly unfaithful woman. So much more than a charity case. This was the divine mission from God to take care of the mother of the Messiah. And more importantly, God in the flesh, Emmanuel. Why is God sharing this? Because he wants us to know that what he's doing in our lives is much bigger than we can imagine. It's much bigger. Your story, the, the work that God is doing in your life right now, whether you see it, whether you know it or not, He's going to use it to draw people closer to him. Just like all these years later, he's using Joseph's story to encourage us and to teach us today. So Joseph woke up to God's presence. He woke up to God's plan. He woke up to God's purpose. But the final thing I want to show you was that Joseph woke up to his own participation in God's story. He woke up to his own participation. Faithfulness. Watch this. The Bible says when Joseph woke up, he did. When Joseph woke up, he did. He chose to participate in God's story for his life. Joseph wasn't a perfect man. Joseph wasn't even without fear. But when God showed up, he did. He was faithful. He was faithful. Don't hear me wrong. No superstars here in this story. No superstars. Only fearful people 
and a faithful God who needs to remind you and I over and over and over again to fear not. We don't read much. We don't read much more about Joseph after Matthew 1. Many suppose that Joseph died somewhere between Jesus' 12th birthday and his 30th birthday. But what we do know that serves as our encouragement today is that Joseph woke up. He woke up to God's plan, to God's presence, to God's purpose, God's story for his life. He chose faith over fear. He chose faith over fear. He realized that God was working in his life and all around him, even though there were times when it didn't seem like it. And I submit to you, even though it doesn't feel like it today, God is a faithful God. This is what we know. He's a faithful God. He's a loving God. So even though it doesn't work, I'm telling you this because this is how I feel right now today. There's something going on in my life and I'm, I'm questioning, God, is this you? Are, you? are you working in this? Are you working in this? And so I encourage you as I encourage myself that even though it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't seem like it, God is faithful, so God is working. As I close, the truth is maybe you and I will never have the kind of experience that Joseph had. Maybe we'll never have that kind of experience. However, I believe that it's God's desire for you and I that like Joseph, we wake up to all that he has for us. But friends, I believe that God often wakes us up through brokenness and beauty. God often wakes us up through brokenness and through beauty. The problem is we often miss it because we don't take the time to slow down enough and pay attention to what God is doing all around us. So my prayer, my encouragement for all of us this holiday season and beyond is that we would all take the time to slow down, pay attention, and to behold the beauty of God all around us, even in the brokenness of this world. Even in the brokenness of this world. I'm foolish enough to believe that God is working through it all. And I encourage and invite you to believe with me as a body of Christ followers. Let's believe together this Christmas season and into the new year and beyond. Let's believe together in spite of our fears, in spite of our discouragement, in spite of our heartache, that God is working because Christmas can bring us all a renewed awareness of what God is doing in our lives and it can help each of us to fear not because God is working. To God be the glory. Let's pray together. Gracious, kind, and loving God, thank you for your presence in this place and in our lives. Thank you that you have a plan for us that we can sometimes miss because we don't, we can't see the full picture, but we're grateful today, God, that you can. And so we thank you, God, that the plan that you have for us has a bigger and greater purpose. We pray, Lord, that like Joseph, you would help us to wake up to our own participation in your story. 
We pray that you would help us to wake up to your goodness, your greatness, to your grace. That we would realize not just this Christmas and holiday season, but, but beyond, we would realize how much you love us. And that we can walk boldly in you and we can fear not. Because regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like, you are working. Encourage our hearts, God, as we leave this space. Help us to be a vessel used to not only demonstrate your glory, but to encourage others. In Jesus' name, amen.
angels sing, praises ring to the newborn King. Peace on earth, here with us, joy awakening. At your feet we fall. Angels sing, praises ring to the newborn King. Peace on earth, here with us, joy awakening. At your feet we fall, adore. Come and let us adore. Oh, come and let us adore Him, the Lord. Worship Christ the Amen. Amen. What a great time of fellowship today. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I pray that uh, something that happened in this space today made you feel more seen, valued, and loved by God. Listen, if you're traveling this holiday season, please be safe. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. And if you're in town and you're not going anywhere, I want to invite you to join us for Christmas Eve services at 1, 3, and 5 p.m. Amen? Amen. Well, if you're able, won't you extend your hands and receive this benediction as we depart today. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Merry Christmas, New City. Go in peace. Have an amazing week.